episode seven of the Record Night Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. And here we pull a record off our shelves, usually based on a theme, and talk about them. Uh, it's part review, part reaction, part just buds hanging out. So grab a beer, a tea, a coffee, wine, <laughs> whatever you use to relax and unwind and join us at our record night. Yeah, is that this is episode seven, right? Yeah, but we're we're starting like a new yeah a new thing format. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we took year, a new thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> we took a little bit of a break, um, and Holidays. now we're now we're back with themes. Yeah, uh, this is the first theme, and uh, tonight's theme is uh, I'm texting you about it. Yeah, it's meat and potatoes. Yeah, and we'll discuss what that means in just a second. Yeah, so if you do like this new theme format feel free to submit your own yeah through uh, facebook instagram email our just... email is um i haven't mentioned this on the other podcast oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah record night pod at gmail.com cool and or also, also facebook.com slash record night oh yeah yeah we were able to get that no one else Dang. had it <laughs> we didn't get that on instagram though we were record night pod on instagram okay. so it, if at any of those places uh you want to shoot us a suggestion you can all shoot us a follow if you want, but we're not going to beg you for that. I know. We're not that. We're not those guys. You know how social media works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the meat and potatoes episode was suggested by you. Yeah. And I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> um, but real quick, what did you do over the break? Oh, well, I... Which was really just the last two weeks of December. Yeah, I, I mean, we did the... I'm just now getting back to like a regular schedule at work. Uh, like, so it's... It's fucked up. Like, like you get that... We have this weird, uh, weird year where you have the holidays right in the middle of the week. Oh, yeah. And then you go back for the next fucking two days. So I don't know how I'm feeling about it, man. I'm uh, I'm out of school until the 21st of January. Oh, I bet you're stoked. Uh, yeah, but I, I... It's enough time of being off that it's like I'm going to completely forget how school works. Oh, shit. And then I'm going to have to go back to school and it's going to be a super busy semester, so... So since you're still in school, do you get school dreams... School dreams. Yeah, uh, I, I still get them. Like, like I didn't in class for like three weeks, and now I come back and there's a test. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm failing this, like that sort of thing. But I get those sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, 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 I'm also getting my Spanish degree. Oh yeah. And lately, I've been having dreams of uh, either people critiquing my Spanish uh-huh. that I'm just talking to out in public, or people who are super stoked that I speak Spanish and then want to talk to you and Spanish. want to talk to me. But this is like in my dreams, <laughs> so I don't know if I'm actually speaking correctly or they are. So yeah. it is of. No help to me whatsoever. Was your Christmas good? My whole vacation was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big one. I got engaged. Oh uh, yeah, fuck yeah! Congratulations, so, thank you. I, I think I've said it every time I've seen you. Yeah, and I'm just like I'm so happy for you. You can keep, you can keep saying it for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got, I'm very stoked about it. I, I will tell you, I fucking love being married. Yeah. And anyone says they aren't happy being married, I feel bad for them. Yeah, you should probably work yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, like I'm stoked being engaged. We're yeah, having a we're having a blast. Yeah, it's awesome, man. That's yeah, good. just like shopping for. Well, I already got her the ring, but it's yeah. now we're looking for mine. Oh and shit! And I'm letting her just kind of go off on her so own. So, are you like whatever. gonna go like like precious metal or titanium? Like I did. We might go wood. Oh shit! Yeah, like That'd wood be... and like resin. Nice. Like I don't know. I'm a very like earthy nature yeah. guy, <laughs> and I was thinking already I'd want to do wood. Yeah. And then she had mentioned like, hey, what if? What if you did like wood? Would that would that be crazy? And I'm like, not at all. That's why I'm marrying you. <laughs> yeah. Like you know me, without me even talking about it. Um, so we I, we went to Rhode Island and we went to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Engagement was in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. I saw her family. Great pictures, man. Great yeah, fucking yeah. pictures. Um, 
Did, the first ones were taken by her mom. Like, the did her mom know it was gonna happen? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I so, asked permission. Okay. And all that stuff. Oh, you did that thing. Uh huh. Because my my uh, my wife, she was like, "Don't have to." It's old fashioned. I was like, "But she's like, in fact, I'd rather you not." Oh no, they're pretty. They're pretty old fashioned. But I mean, there's. Oh yeah, sure. You got it. Yeah, it's. I respect their old fashioned. Yeah, why sure. Yeah, absolutely. One percent. Um, then we went to Colorado, and while I was in Colorado, I recorded an EP. Yeah, with yeah. my band. So yeah. shameless self plug. Is, is it out yet? It'll be out sometime in January. Okay, One yeah. of the songs might have a clarinet part. Oh shit! Then no. Maybe we'll work that in here somewhere. Yeah, well, the song that's our outro song, yeah. or is it? No, it is. It's, it's our, our outro, outro song. song. Uh, that one's gonna be the last song on the EP. We like record. Or how's how's it sound the second time around? Sounds pretty good. I had to okay. re-record the guitar parts because I was off a okay. little bit. Okay, uh, you know, fix the levels and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, that's really that's, that's all the big ones. Okay. Uh, my I didn't really have any like big life events. I just had a good Christmas. And, nice. You know. You know. My wife's family likes me quite a bit. So. Good. <laughs> yeah, and then New Year's for New Year's, it, it kind of we didn't really do anything with hibachi, and then we then we came home, and I, at eleven fifty six and forty seconds, like hibachi, the, like uh, oh hibachi, I was like is, like throwing the little uh, no, we didn't hibachi. Well, no, we did not do that. <laughs> we went and had hibachi, which is something we've done with our friends like the past three years or something like that. Nice, but um, uh, day flight. <laughs> Sadly, oh, but at the end of it, uh, well, we did eat with them, but everyone was tired because it was a fucking work day. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they were full of hibachi. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we came back um, at 11.56 uh, and 40 seconds. I started Phil Collins in the air tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> and right when to midnight hits, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. So we did that. Very nice. Yeah. And, uh, oh, we watched through The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Oh, you finished it all up, huh? Yeah. So... That's my first time seeing Lord so, of the Rings. So, what do you think? Oh, uh... I didn't hate The Hobbit as much as everyone else did because uh-huh. I hadn't seen Lord of the Rings, so I uh-huh. didn't have anything to compare it to. Uh-huh. So I thought they were fun. Uh, Lord of the Rings was fucking great. Yeah, of course it is. Um, I think my ranking goes Return of the King, Fellowship, Two Towers. Oh, so you like Return of the King better than Fellowship? It was darker. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. Well, I'm big. It's I'm not the, big on fantasy. Oh, but so I do your like Empire fantasy. Strikes Back of that? Yeah, a little bit. It, well, didn't, so it didn't end on a down note, but it was like the Mordor shit was really cool. Yeah. Orc stuff, big old spiders. So what do you think of like the the four or five endings at the end of it it did go on for a while like <laughs> yeah. everyone kept saying like it has like six endings and i was like oh yeah that's so each character can have an ending and it's like oh no it's so the same character yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like, like what the hell's going on like yeah it just keeps going but i was yeah i was fine with it i yeah. i really liked that one that's a very good series yeah 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 i'm, glad, I, I'm finally glad i watched it trying to that. yeah yeah Don't that's what we did that's our that's our tradition now is we watch through a film uh, series when you are you ever any Star Wars? You think we did Star Wars last year. I mean, but have you really though? Yeah. I mean, did you go see Rise of Skywalker? I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, you did see it. Yeah. Did we talk about that. Uh, probably. I was Maybe gonna, not. I, I condensed what I thought about it in just one of the three words. Oh, I condensed it into two sentences. Okay. I go. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. I can get mean with it if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to get the mean. Okay. So, uh, my. Boss asked me why I didn't like it. My brother asked me why I didn't like it because mm-hmm. they liked it, mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I had to boil it down because I ranted for like forty five sure. minutes, and it's like, so it more or less boils down to, um, Disney has the money and the resources to make Star Wars something more than a stupid space film, but they lack the integrity and the guts to do so. Damn. So instead, they make 
fan service movies for people who clap every time an X-Wing is on screen because they're the only people dumb enough to buy merchandise. <laughs> did the showing, did people clap and stuff when you went and saw uh, it? Or did you go to a... No, because we went to a small theater playing 2D only. Oh. No, 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 3D only. Okay, wow. So not IMAX 3D. Okay. It's like just 3D only. We were like one of like 20 people. Okay, I saw it in Dolby Digital, which is, to me, I told you, the best way to see a movie. Okay. Uh, AMC. I mean, the best way to see movies at Alma Draft House, but... No, the best way to see movies at Screenland. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Screenland sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, Panic Film Fest, real quick. I want to mention that. Panic Film Fest mm-hmm. is uh, the horror f- uh, film. You're going to see Color Out of Space, right? I was going to ask you, do you want to see it with me? Yeah. I will buy tickets now or today. Yeah. Just for Color Out of Space? Yes. Yeah. Because I don't know if I want to go to the. Yeah, Color Out of Space. Just for Color Out of Space. Yeah. Because I'll uh, go see uh, Color Out of Space. Okay, then we'll do it. Sweet. All right. Hey. Um, so, Welcome to the Movies Adult yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, real quick. Um, what beer did you bring? Oh, right. I forgot we do that. So, to kind of match with the theme of meat and potatoes, kind of. This is reaching a little yeah. bit. I was I looked around for a beer that was just called like meat and potatoes, just to see like <laughs> I would have bought the first beer. Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll do like a kind of like a like a workhorse beer. Like yeah. I'll grab like a Sam Adams Lager or like a <laughs> yeah. Budweiser or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really feel like drinking a Sam Adams or a Budweiser. Yeah, sure. So, what is the meat and potato of swords? Swords? Swords, correct. It is the Claymore. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. By, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, by uh, Great Divide Brewing Company. Great Divide, is that Colorado? Of course. Oh, uh, exactly. It's the only beer I know. It's oh, the yeah. only language I'm aware of. It's just Colorado beer. Okay. Um, oh, shit. So. It's uh, a Scotch Ale, huh? All right. Dang, all these are dented. Well, I mean, you want uh, you want a completely like undented beer, okay? Well, yeah, if botulism is gonna grow in there. You know, you're not supposed to buy dented cans in the store, right? Of food. Well, I do. I mean, don't. Okay. Because bad stuff grows in there. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> if I get botulism, I'm blaming you, pal. That's all right. It's alcohol. It'll probably kill it. Yeah, the, the, you know, I I, I, I bring this up because it's kind of nerdy, but like uh, I I read this book called Pillars of the Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, it took place in like the time when like the first cathedrals were being in medieval times, right? And everyone, including monks, they all drank weak beer. And I was like, why the fuck? And I was like, obviously, because the water's just gonna kill you. Like, yeah, exactly. Parasites. So beer was the only. It was safe. That's to why drink. India Pale Ale's a thing. Oh yeah, you told me that. Then we yeah. talked about this. Maybe on the podcast, but probably. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I don't know a lot of facts I can throw out there. That's one of them, and where why banana candy tastes like it does, and those are the only ones I know. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's fucking good, man. Oh yeah, I like that. Great cool. divide. You knocked it out of the park. Please sponsor us. Okay. So, meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Okay. So, my how do you think I, I interpreted it? Well, uh, honestly, I think you interpreted the same way I did. Uh, beefy riffs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, booming, booming drums, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of not simple, but but immediate. Like like for example, like like not nothing like you know with like flourishes to it. Just something fucking staple. Like right. some, something that's meat potatoes. Just like just the way it like it's immediate and um, beefy and not a whole lot of flair to it. That is pretty close how I interpret it. How'd you interpret it? Um, mine was I was thinking it's basic, no mm-hmm. frills. Yeah, there we go. Um, tried and true, because mm-hmm. it's 
people do kind of use it for like basic or simple, but it's like no, it's still good. Like yeah, yeah it's a sim- it's it's basic, but it's good. Um, and I think you interpret it in a similar way, but I was like, I think he's gonna bring just a straightforward punk album, probably what? something by No FX. I have so, no basis okay, for this beyond the fact I know you own a lot of their albums. Uh, but, but I'm a huge No Effects fan. Uh-huh. Um, and I definitely had moments where I like, would No Effects record would I put, but I, I, this one is the one I saw on my record shelf. I'm like, this is it. Nice. No Effects will show up at some point, I'm sure, because uh, we have all these um, themes. And this, this oh, yeah. We wrote, we wrote a bunch of our themes out and threw it in a, a hat, uh, which will hopefully be a hat at this moment. It's, it's a it's, paper bag with yeah. a bunch of cut up pieces with of paper the red hat written on it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so people know. <laughs> yeah, uh, so but, people in post production yeah. can uh, after effects it in so there. No effects will probably show up at some point because, like, it's the one. I don't really listen to that much punk music anymore. Right. But uh, no effects are always one of those bands I'm interested in. Did you have any like runners up? Like, so no effects may have been in the run. Did you have any other things <sighs> that showed man. up in it? Uh, yeah, but. It was more songs off certain records. Like, for example, Elliot Smith has this uh, record, uh, Figure 8, and there's a mm-hmm. song called Junk Bond Trader, which, to me, is a meat and potato sort of rock song. Right. But that's the only... But it's the song everyone the records like, yeah, nod, nod their head at. Like, but, um, now, man, I just sort of stuck with this, and uh, I'm sure that if I were to search myself now, I could pull out six other records that would fit... Meat and potatoes. potatoes. But this, to me, is the perfect record I thought of. Um, and this record is called... Uh, Celebration Rock by Japan Joints. Very cool. Yeah, um, I think you've told me to check them out before. Yeah. And I still haven't. Is they, are they a duo? They're a duo, right. So Guitar and drums? Guitar and drums, so again, very basic, but uh, effective. The, a lot of people will describe their music as classic rock mixed with punk. I guess I see that. Okay. Celebration Rock is... Uh, but Japan Joints, they're from Vancouver, uh, okay. British Columbia, not Washington. Uh, <laughs> they're Canadian, and um, interesting thing about Japan, Japan Joints, they have three records out um, in one uh, like a compilation called New Singles but the first record is called Post Nothing and I was a fan of them right from there uh-huh. um, it's a uh, lo-fi noisy shit um, and uh, it sounds like my bag so they they were going to release the record they'd broken up when they released the record but it got so much acclaim and buzz that they're like fuck I guess we're because <laughs> they they released the record they were they, they were sure the band was going nowhere and they once they re- self-released it uh, a Canadian put it out and then Polyvinyl uh, oh, cool. Stalwart put it out and they're like I guess this is it is going somewhere so uh, fame got to the, fame got to them I guess in a way they play they, I've seen them twice live and they're fucking loud and shit nice um, but um, Post Nothing it had it's things but Celebration Rock is easily their best record 100% their best record out of the three they have cool uh, their, new, their new one's kind of a it's kind of shitty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was super excited for it. It's, it's called Near the Wild of Heart. There's, like, two good songs on it, and the other ones I'm like, I'm like, just stop, stop you know, sucking your own dick. <laughs> but um, Celebration Rock is exactly what you think it sounds like. It's uh, inspiring, it's joyful, it's youthful. It's got uh, everything you want in a Mutant Tales record. Okay. Uh, it's got a little bit of angst, too. But, um, but I, I want to mention something about the record before we get to it. So, uh... This is also probably the record out of all of my records is the one that lets the fan and the fans interact the most because they wrote songs 
and then they were addendums in the songs are just like, oh, oh, you know, like they would do like, whoa, whoa, and that's what they imagined the fan would sing. Oh, really? So when you see them live, you hear the fans sing the parts that you want the fans to sing, because there's even a song here where they're, where, uh, <laughs> it's like, the song, uh, The House of Heaven Built, there's a part where, there's a note in that song that is just above the lead singer's vocal register. Uh-huh. Right? right? But when you hear them live, you can't even fucking tell because they the audience is doing that part. Oh, that's you know, cool. You know what I mean when I talk about it, when we listen to it. But it's a, uh, it's a great record. And I, I kind of upset that we're doing it in December. Or uh-huh. January, rather. Because it is a perfect summer record. Really? Yeah. It, so maybe it'll warm us up a bit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the weather's pretty nice for yeah. January. Uh, have, uh, you, have you heard Japan Joys before? Only from what you've... You've told me to listen to them. Um, I feel like I did. I don't remember if I listened to this album... Or I might have just done their like yeah. top five on Spotify, or I didn't, and I don't yeah. remember. So this came out in 2012, uh-huh. uh, June 5th of 2012, and I had it in pre-order, like I do. And I didn't have it on vinyl at the time, but I do now. <laughs> and, um, nice. Uh, they are... Uh, if you talk to someone who's a Pinterest fan, it's uh, in 2012... They looked all kind of the same with the twirled mustache and the... Uh, oh, right. Yeah, so... Uh, I I never really got that hipster. Mm-hmm. And if you look at my record uh, collection, you would think that I am I mean, a hipster. I you have a record collection. Yeah, I, what the so fuck, there right? You go. There I go. <laughs> I guess I'm a hipster, whatever. <laughs> but uh, this is... Um, we'll get to it, um, and we'll talk about it afterwards. So this is uh, Japan Joy's Celebration Rock. Yeah, so uh, if you're new to the podcast... Oh, yeah. Right around this point... Uh, pause the podcast we have a playlist posted or you can search it through whatever channels you have yeah um listen the album through when you're done start the podcast back up from this point and you'll hear what we have to think about it so that was japan joy celebration rock it sure was and it so felt like a celebration so let's go really like, general. Yeah, let's go over the general thoughts of it yeah. And then we'll get into song by song. So, uh, I picked this song, because all good Meat and Potatoes records have a few anthems. Um, yeah, well, this one was, like, entirely anthems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wrote uh, that, like, most of the stuff on here is very kind of, like, anthemic and triumphant. Yeah. And with the, with it, was the, a, it was a celebration. There were no, no downers. Yeah. I mean, and it was really about, like, almost every song is kind of about the same thing. Loving a girl, living life, drinking, and kind of like a classic rock feel, like rambling all the time. I gotta ramble, I gotta move, you know? Yeah, well, there was a lot, it was definitely a celebration album. You got drinking, you got smoking, you got sexing, you got (laughs) driving. Uh, I really liked the, I guess the sound of it. Oh, yeah, the whole thing. It it was really, it was raw, it was noisy, like it all kind of sounded like it was recorded live. Reverb even, lots of reverb. Yeah, but it didn't. When when you told me Japan Droids they were raw and noisy, uh-huh. I was like, oh, they're like a noise rock band. <laughs> but they're not like a noise rock. But band. they are noisy and raw. They're noisy and raw, but they somehow come out sounding. It maybe it's just the like how the songs are written, like the strength of how uh-huh. uh, the songs are that make it not sound like a noise rock album. Yeah, yeah. So the you don't that, notice the noise. The thing about uh, that I noticed about this record right when I got is how accessible right off the bat it is. It's, yeah, I was thinking I'm going to text my fiance. Oh, like, she, do you think she might be into this? I think so. This is very like high school hers yeah. music. Yeah. And she's been listening to that again recently. Okay. It's like, 
maybe check this out. Yeah, so uh, it's accessible right away. So that's that's it. But it's also immediately for me at least immediately likable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I I had to get into kind of like the celebration mood. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little hard. It's but, a, we're in the middle of but January. Imagine, imagine being near the pool, cooking oh, yeah. some boogers, uh, bu- bur- burgers, <laughs> burgers. And uh, and like I don't want to have burgers yeah, at your and house. Putting this record on because it would fit right there. Oh, per yeah. Um, and uh, when I got this record, man, I it's probably a, it was a weird time in my life when I was super poor, and my life revolved around whatever next record always came out. Uh huh. And this kept me happy for a long time. Nice. Um, I did notice I was I pointed this out to you while we were listening to uh-huh. it. We were looking through the lyric books. Yeah. And on one page, it had a guy in a rolled-up sleeve plaid shirt yeah. crowd surfing. Yeah. And on the next page, mm-hmm. it had a guy in a rolled-up sleeve plaid shirt crowd surfing. That could have been me, honestly. Well, <laughs> I checked. To, the second one probably was it could have been you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was look. I looked because they have where the pictures were taken, and I was thinking, oh, it's just from a different angle. It's the same guy. Yeah. No, it was different guys <laughs> in different countries almost wearing exactly the same clothes yeah. doing the same thing yeah. and I was like this is bizarre so the first time I saw Japan Droids I saw him at Trees in Dallas I'll say where it's from and uh, there's this guy uh, in front of me he obviously just broken up with his girlfriend cause he's like man if there's anything they can help me feel better than I, it's my boys Japan Droids and I was like cringing like he's gonna call his boys like that fuck that like but um I mean, <laughs> by the end of the night you're like my boys yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan Droids they're great life and uh-huh. the way they do shows, they don't they don't have encore. They just play to like Kanemo. <laughs> like that's how really? it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're like they're known for their live energetic live shows. And every time I see them, they've been great. Even when they were promoting their newest kind of shitty record, yeah, they were great live. Um, they did it with Moxie. <laughs> and that's Moxie. respectable. And um, so uh, like I said. It's this also eight songs long. I'm bringing that up. There are plenty of records eight songs long. Plenty of classic rock records eight songs. A bunch of album oriented rock from the seventies that are eight songs long. Yeah, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, yeah it doesn't overstay its welcome. And um, did you get the classic rock feel in this? A little bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit, yeah. People, said, I'm, I'm not super versed in classic rock because yeah. by the time I was like, oh, I'm gonna be into music now. <laughs> I started with just weird shit. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently exploring the ca- classic rock like catalog. Who, really? like, like the Who? Yeah, well, a friend of ours gave me three Who albums. And she so gave I'm, me one Leonard Cohen album. Yeah, well, she gave me three Who <laughs> albums, gave you one Leonard Cohen album. Um, so I listened to half of Who's Next today. Oh, yeah? Um, and that was it was pretty cool. I've never really listened to The Who before. I explored The Beatles like a couple of years ago and, and decided I liked one of their albums. What record do you like him? Oh, I like Abbey Road oh, a yeah. lot. I think Abbey Road yeah, fucking it's, it's, slaps. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm a White Album type guy, but that's just me. White Album's pretty good, yeah, yeah. too. Uh, but talking about overstaying it's well, yeah. White Album <laughs> fucking long. You're like, God, get with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I did Pink Floyd not long See, after. I can't do Pink Floyd. I just, I don't get it. I think they're... I really like. I get. I get their like doing. First album I get doing acid and listening to it. <laughs> I get that the psychedelic aspect of it, but since I'm not really a guy who does psychedelics, I just. I, well, I don't do psychedelics. But you, you, you were able to find something to like about it. Right? Yeah, it's just it's interesting. Okay, it's, yeah. it's cool, kind of like Sonic Explorations. Okay. Sorry, we are not talking about Pink Floyd. We are talking don't about do. Japan Droids from right. Canada. Yeah, from Vancouver, uh, in um, a, which opens with the night. 
sheets of wine and roses. Yeah, it starts out with fireworks. A cute little thing. Yeah. The fireworks actually slowed down black cats. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, okay. So they, well, I mean, I guess a small explosion slowed down just sounds like a big explosion. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was your record player fucking up. <laughs> oh, no. I, I was like, oh, you have to sound, it sounds like this, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because like, yeah. it was like, oh, is your record scratched or something like that? So the Knights of Wines Road starts out with that, uh, the sound of fireworks, which yep. is cool. Um, uh, and it, it's really just a... The, I, I listened to this in my car this morning, but... I really got goosebumps actually listening to this song. Oh, really? On the stereo, on uh, our soundbar here. Sounds better than your car. Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, I fucking, like, this, I was, this came out, but uh, it's 2020, so it came out fucking eight years ago. Yeah. And I was a young guy then, uh, just drinking all the time. Uh, not heavy, but, uh, and also I'm still a lightweight. As I'm a, pretty sure that's what the Japan droids were doing too yeah yeah this whole record <laughs> considering yeah, what they wrote on eight of these songs yeah. <laughs> so um this song this whole record's about living life I guess the best way to put mm-hmm. it and this song's no ascension it's uh, kind of a live fast die young we're smoking we're drinking yep we don't have any live for of course we do but until it comes true we're drinking or smoking yeah yeah um and this song, it's, I like I wrote down, it sounds like a celebration. It's anthemic. It's triumphant. Uh, about halfway through, you get this kind of like big explosive drums and guitar. Like, I don't know if they like kind of turned it up a little yeah, bit or like they, they kicked something in, but they did something and it was, I really noticed just like, oh shit. It's joyful. It's yeah. really, it really is. Like, like, like that's what I was thinking like at a barbecue. Perfect song. Oh yeah. Be a perfect record for that. Um. Probably, I mean, out of all the ones I own, the best summer record I own. Really? Yeah, I think Don't you so. own Tame Impala albums? I, I do. Fuck, man. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I've got, like, I've got, like, Currents mice. would be so good at a barbecue, wouldn't it? Currents is pretty good. I My summer go-to is um, uh, Inner Speaker. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's good. It's, like, washed out. It's, yeah. not, it, it's the sound of, like, laying down and just, like, floating down a river. <laughs> or, like, laying in, like, a pool or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's thumping, it's fast, it's joyful, and accessible right away. I got goosebumps listening to this song because, like, nostalgia hit me hard. Yeah. Oh, uh, I bet. And this um, whole record also is pretty nostalgia heavy, um, you know, because they'll think about things like they did in the past. And all well, this, I mean, they have the whole song, what is it, Younger Us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, the whole album definitely feels like, because I've seen pictures of the guys and they're not teenagers anymore, but no. it definitely sounds like songs... About written, what they did when they were teenagers. Written in the fire of their youth, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, let's move on to the Speaking next. of fire. Fire's Highway. Fire's Highway. Um, um, they really like this kind of opposites thing in their lyrics. You've got the northern soul with southern hands. Yeah, and this You've got yell like hell to the heavens. You've got a passionate man, passionate woman. So uh, I think the lead singer, Brian King, I think he... He's a romantic at heart. Uh huh. Um, because a lot of uh, he's a, he never explicitly talks about fucking, even though it's very, very. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> he uh, does have some questionable lyrics yeah. in here where it's like, hmm, okay. But he also it seems like he really cares about the people he's sleeping with at the very least. Yeah, um, hopefully. Like this one seems like a really one night stand where they learn something about each other. Yeah. Uh, but um, but again, it's about drinking and loving. Yeah, and gotta ramble, gotta move on. <laughs> like, <laughs> All, I at this one, I know that's only two songs in, but every, almost every single song on this album sounds like it could be in a teen movie at some point. Oh, sure, sure. Like just like oh, the party's happening. Yeah, which isn't a criticism in no, any way. It's no. just like oh, it. Yeah, I could hear this yeah. in 
uh, I don't know, watching Booksmart or something <laughs> like that, because that's the last teen movie I watched. That's a great teen movie, by the way. Booksmart, it's one of the movies there. Um, get to that. Um, but but this, this one was the first one where uh, he said something like, overwhelm her tender frame, and I'm yeah. just kind of like... What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, and it... It's a, uh, it's both these songs rock pretty hard, honestly. Huh? So, like yeah. they're they're punk songs. So. I mean, the whole album does. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, we move on to the third song, "Evil Sway." Now, this song is definitely get your fuck on. Like, oh yeah, it, yeah. It's it's all about burning desire and and just fucking each other. Like, I mean, he said sexual red. Yeah. Uh, but like, <laughs> just as a criticism of the title. Yeah. You followed an apostrophe s with an s. Come on, dude. That's impossible to say. Evil's sway. Yeah, yeah it's like I got to do the awkward pause. And that's for all my video game people out there. I'm looking at you, demons, <laughs> souls. <laughs> so the thing is, like, uh, with evil sway, um, he never says it in the song, so he didn't really have to. I thought he did. Did he might? Oh yeah, he fucking does. It's in the it's in the chorus. What's wrong? With me? <laughs> um, but uh, like this song, I got was more about trying to release your. Sexual tension. Your sexual red. And when, and when the night comes, you become pussy man, and you just try <laughs> to get as much you can. You know, that's what I got from it. Uh, but uh, I mean, th- 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 I mean, like uh, every song on this record, it's it's got waves of distortion. There's no. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no. There's no ballad on this record. No, like, definitely uh, not. Yeah. I don't think there's any song that just doesn't have distortion on the oh, guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I yeah, like yeah. the way distortion sounds. Yeah. Um. Which brings us into For the Love of Ivy. Which is a gun club cover. Gun club or post-punk blues punk rock band. Okay. In the 80s. And they punked it up hardcore for this song. I like the way it yeah. sounds. But I have some words for Mr. Some... Mr. Gun Club. Okay. Uh, you can't rhyme hell with hell. No. Especially I, not no, I was bothered. Times. I bothered by that. I was bothered a lot by the <laughs> rhymes because they're near rhymes. A bunch of them. You know, it's just the way you say it. But it's not an actual rock. <laughs> and uh, so, like, like you know, a lot of, there are some rappers out there that just flow. They don't rhyme. Uh-huh. And I have problems with that, too. Especially if it's <laughs> flowing about nothing. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck. Uh, this song did do something with the lyrics that I really like. Okay. And it's when you repeat something, uh-huh. but you change it slightly. Just slightly. So it has the, like, let's go tell Ivy. Uh-huh. Let's go tell Ivy. Uh-huh. And then you get to the third ver- or third chorus, and it's like... Let's go hunt Ivy. Ooh, and you're shit. like, oh, what? What's she out doing? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the bad idea. They're yeah. going to do bad so, stuff. So the weird thing is about that song is actually about uh, racial tension. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like like, like the the injustice that uh, minorities are getting in that time, 1981. That does not seem like No, not at all, song. right? It was a really good song, yeah. though. Uh, it was my favorite song on this side. Oh, I yeah, think. Side, Even though side, it's a cover. Side I, A, yeah. yeah no, that's not, really that's not a problem because... The original sound song, nothing like it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. They 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 uh, turn up to eleven, as they say oh, in the industry. The spinal taps. Yeah, and so uh, Sae was when they were writing this record. Hey, you go. <laughs> okay, sorry. Who? My dog's chasing the cat. Asshole gilsters. We're just don't. Anyway, um, so side A was considered uh, the less accessible accessible side. Okay. And they said side B is more punky or more poppy. Side B is the singles. Yeah. Side Which B's, I think you mentioned two, two, two of them are yeah, both right on side B. Another. Um, so, but first on side B, we got Adrenaline Night Shift. Right. Again, about drinking, about living. And, and it's also, uh, I noticed this throughout the album, mm-hmm. they really like hell. 
Yeah, they did. They, so, and, and Blush. They used the term Blush quite a bit, yeah. too. Well, this song had Hitchhike to Hell and Back. Previous songs had Hearts from Hell's Hell Collide. Tell them all to go to hell. Yeah, yeah. Yell like hell to the heavens. <laughs> Elvis from hell. I mean, yeah. really, the whole yeah. first verse of uh, For the Love of Ivy. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of hell a lot on of hell. this. Raise, so we got to add... Fire's highway to heat, you know? Oh, we got to yeah. add something to the celebration. There's smoking, drinking, sexing. And Satan. No. Going to hell. Going to hell. Raising hell. Yeah, raising hell. That's a good one. There we go. Raising... <laughs> Hell. And like 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 a very every song all these songs are very optimistic. They're all about like living life, and that it couldn't be more of a more the name of this record couldn't be more apt to describe. No, it. it's cel- it's rock that's about celebrating. Like the adrenal night shit starts about basically going out, and at night is when the shit happens. Apparently, yeah. Uh, but I like it. Seemed like the reason they were partying and the reason they were celebrating was like they were kind of waiting for their moment to. I don't know, grow up, be adults, do something, but just like the waiting for uh, a generation's bonfire to begin. Yeah. It was just like, that. that's a cool line. Yeah, I yeah. liked that a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, as a young man listening to this, I'm no longer that young anymore. Like, if you ask, like, an old guy, mm-hmm. they call me a young man, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but, You're uh, still waiting for your generational bonfire to begin. But I'm still millennial, which matters. Right. <laughs> not Generation Z. I'm not the one. I'll, I'll be dead before they're gone, but. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, so yeah, it's a good song. Night in the town, basically, and the drill night shifts. You know, it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool name for it too. Like drill night shift. It's yeah. a good way to. It's a good, good thing to sing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. They did have. There was one point uh, in the next song, "Younger Us." Yeah, "Younger Us," um, and that's a nostalgia song. Nostalgia for sure. Song. It's a. Uh, and it, it sort of seems like they're the they're these guys that kept on partying or doing this thing and while their friends are doing things like getting married or uh, having kids or that sort of thing. Right. But these guys are still like on the road traveling and they get drunk a lot. They drink a lot. They probably smoke a lot. They probably (laughs) do other things that I would never try. Sex a lot and uh, raise hell a lot. Yeah. yeah. And so Younger Us, um, it's it's, it's, almost seems like also longer for youth they never had. Right. Um, but they no. this one does that thing, and I think I've brought it up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They do the ten pounds of words in a five pound bag, oh, yeah. where it's like they try to fit too many syllables into a line, oh, and, and it comes off it comes off awkward. And it's like, how am I supposed to sing along with yeah. this when you can barely sing it yourself? <laughs> um, and uh, you said this one was a single. Yeah, it was a single. They We're, say the fuck word though. Yeah, they probably just. Had to, I mean, think about indie indie rock. This this shit's never played on the radio. That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, I listened to it on SoundCloud. Or not SoundCloud. Like, I think they were streaming on their website. Groove Shark. Groove Shark, yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck, yeah. So, uh, this uh, that song, you know, it's about being free and alive. And, and experiencing, what is it, a naked new skin rush? Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of about, you're still new, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's also about partying. Basically about, you know, uh, night you're in bed. Said fucking God to drink with me instead. It means that, hey, your buddy's sleeping? Well, hey, man, you should come hang out. And he's yeah. like, I don't know, man. I'm wearing pajamas. like, all right, suit yourself. And the guy's laying in bed. He's like, fuck it. He gets up. He has work the next day. He wants to recapture his youth because yeah. he's a... By hanging out with Brian King. He's a working stiff. <laughs> yeah, I'm working stiff. <laughs> uh, okay, um, Younger Us. And then we get to the 
main single off this record. The first song I heard off this record. The House That Heaven Built. Yeah, and it's the song I knew that after hearing this song, I would pretty much love this record. The the OOs yeah. and uh, When They Love You and They Will. Yeah. Catchy as hell. Oh, yeah. Like, that's going to be stuck in my head for the, the crawl. Yeah, rest yeah. of my life. Like, uh, that song is great. Um, and though... Like every other song, this every song, this record has a point part to where you can oh uh, oh or like do basically sing along yeah and uh and it's really easy to remember you know it's the melody and like just a, a groan oh or, uh, or yeah yeah it does it has a lot of crowd participation oh like, yeah it's just like you know when you're listening to it you said like they'd written it for the crowd to do it yeah but it's like even as somebody who's just listening to it for the first time, it's like, I know where I'm supposed to yeah, chime yeah, in yeah, yeah. when I see this live. And also, like, like you know, you'll see a band live, and you can, if you've never seen it before, where you hear a song that's familiar, like, sort of, like, easy to remember, I'm sure you should be able to have heard that song the first time. They knew when that uh-oh could come in, and where's their part to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, this song rocks. It's, it's an empowering song. It rocks, and, you you know, it's... It's inspiring, even. It was a good choice for a single. Yeah, it's they a They also single. do, in this one, that thing I like, where it's, when they love you and they will, uh-huh. get to the last chorus, and it's like, when they love me and they will, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, ah, you changed it slightly, yeah, yeah, you love keeping that. me on my toes. Yeah, you're like, you're like, what well, changes the meaning a little it bit? Cha- it changes the context. It just, it does cool stuff. Like, it's not a lot of work to change it, but yeah. I don't know. I like that little lyric trick. Yeah. All right, and we'll get to the bookend song. Continuous. The final song, the penultimate track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Continuous Thunder. Yeah. Uh, this is, I put it right here, the first line was like, looking beautiful, baby, because this is a song about <laughs> loving a girl, uh-huh. no matter how how she looks, you know, saying like, if we, if I, uh, God, what was that line? The chorus line. I don't remember, but I had the opposite reaction to it. You think that maybe... I you- thought this had questionable ideas about Ooh, women okay because he's like oh you're dressed to the nines and you're worried about how your body's gonna look but he's like con- he's concerned about his mind and like i want to know all the answers but well i felt like the song see, boiled down to if i was smart and you were hot we would sex good well i i got different that's like yeah i got if i were smart and you were hot would we love each other more than we do now that mm. was a question sort of like like are love so passionate that nothing could change it. No, nothing could happen, and we still love each other as much as we do. Right. That's how I got from it. But I, I'm sure Brian King would have something else to say. <laughs> yeah. There's a third option in here. Yeah. Uh, I really liked that the, um, the track opened up with like a full verse of just like the guitar going. Oh yeah. The yeah drums yeah. weren't doing anything, and then it all yeah, kicks it came in. Together, yeah. And I really, I love when that happens. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like sad nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I love when just like an instrument just kind of stands mm-hmm. alone for a little bit. And this song talks about being uh, lustful, high, drunk, <laughs> like everything that you need in a good rock record, I guess. Probably raising hell a little Probably bit. Probably raising hell a bit, and um, living fast, but knowing you're doing living yeah. fast. And it ends... With fireworks. With fireworks. It's a great bookend. Good. Yeah, yes, I it, love that's, that. a, that's a great bookend. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's down. Um, um, and... Maybe I'm biased, uh-huh. um, being in a duo music group myself. Yes, yeah. duos are the way to go. Oh, it's like, so it's so much easier than being in a band because you can both instruments kind of get their their spot. Uh, you can kind of do whatever you want. Interplay being with in a each band other. in a gro- in a band with uh, a bass player and another guitar player. 
all you're doing is fighting to get your shit on, like, this shit and your songs are writing. Like, oh, right. Yeah, you have to be like, like, hey, I wrote this part for it. They're like, cool, we're not going to use that. <laughs> like, like um, so I, being a punk rock band growing up mm-hmm. and having the bass player who also loved to play guitar, it was, I was always fighting with them. Really? Yeah, I, I was like, he's like, I wrote this part. I'm like, that's cool. We're not going to do that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to sound like corn. He's like, what's wrong with sounding like corn? I'm like, because it's fucking corn. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, this record is my favorite record, Japan Droids 100%. Cool. Um, I'll go ahead and say that. I can see that. Yeah, they're the only three records. Short history. Uh, I kind of hope that they somehow... Okay, so when they did this record, it sounds a little bit like the first record. Mm-hmm. The third record, they tried... They tried to do something different. It didn't work for me. Which what what direction did they go with their new uh, one? They they uh, added like electronic song sounds to it. Okay. And uh, it, I don't dislike electronic sounds. I mean, we but, talked about Tame Impala's yeah, Currents. And I love Currents. Oh yeah, Currents is great. Uh, Near to the Wild Heart of Life is not. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but uh, Celebration Rock is a great record, and um. I'm, I'm, I knew that every summer I've revisited it, I've been sweating in my car because it's too hot. Right. And I put this on, it feels great. <laughs> um, I'll, have to, I'll have to listen to it in the, the summer context because I definitely hear summer in there. Yeah. I'm always trying to expand that playlist. Yeah. yeah. So uh, did you like it? I did. I thought that was that was good. I'll probably be recommending that out to people. Oh, yeah. And, and your, listening to it myself. And your fiancé. Right. Yeah. Um, there's... I just don't... I feel like I don't hear a lot of people talk about Japan droids. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's twenty twelve. Like no, even then, like I remember walking through half price books, uh, and this one guy stopped me because I had a Japan droid shirt on, which is long gone by now. It's like it's just torn up and there's right. stains on it. And he's like, "Where'd you get that shirt?" I'm like, "Oh, it came with the, the pre order of the new one." You know, like, <laughs> and so that's but Japan droids. Yeah, I, have you heard other people talk about them besides me? I think so. Uh-huh. I think people have recommended them to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm just bad at like I think it ended up on some like to check out playlist <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's there's people always recommending things to me, so it's like I generally make it decently far in those lists. But I don't know if they've ever. Well, I'm glad I got to there. show them a full nice nice record for you. I'm I'm kind of missing you those two for the first time. Like, yeah, <laughs> like when people like see movie, they're like they're like I just lost my so when you see they're like why it's like because you get to watch it the first time again. Yeah, <laughs> you know like that's midsummer. Like Midsummer is a good one. Yeah, didn't watch for the first time again. You're or watching someone play Dark Souls for the first time. Hugo, dude, oh, sorry, it's oh. <laughs> alright. We can cut this out. Okay, yeah, um, <laughs> so, just gotta remember it. Okay, I'll write down. Uh, so, hold on. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's my it's my favorite Japan Joe's record, and that is my meat and potatoes record now. Cool. I think I brought a great foil to this album. Okay. Because yours was anthemic and happy and yeah. celebration. Yeah. The band has described this one as mean-spirited. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I had said before, uh, my meat and potatoes is no frills, tried and true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I picked A Thousand Hertz by Shellac. Okay. Um, it's meat and potatoes because it's it's recorded live. Mm-hmm. There's no overdubs. There's no other effects other than distortion. Uh, they're minimalist. It's analog recording. 
they've used their entire career the same guitars because they like the way they sound. They're these sure. aluminum neck uh, Travis Bean guitars. What the fuck? They're tried and true. Okay. Um, let me pull out the album jacket. Like they just they love analog recording. Yeah. Because it's classic. It's basic. It works. Yeah. Like a meat and potatoes. So it is packaged to look like a reel to reel tape. Oh, nice packaging. Yeah, I see that. Um, this is what uh, it's the Ampex Ampex tape box. Um, you've got like an oscillator here that looks just like the oscillator for the sleeve. Uh, the track listing. It's like yeah. when it was recorded. All this stuff. Like it's supposed to just look mm-hmm. like you're pulling out a reel to reel tape. It's even got like a label in here to label it like you're buying a fresh reel to reel tape. <laughs> And um, is, that the, is that the CD recording in there? Yeah, it comes with the CD in there, okay. which is always nice. Um, so I did have a few runner-ups besides this one. There okay, was yeah, yeah, we're, we're all ones. duos. Okay, yeah. This, this is a trio, but the other ones were duos. There's uh, this band Ohm, okay, which yeah. is just drums and bass. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't pick that one because the songs are all like, they're really long. Yeah. Um, and then have you ever heard of Death from Above 1979? Oh, of course I have, yeah. That was another one. Was okay, like, they're pretty neat. We were listening to Japan Droids, and I was like, Oh, that would have been a good one I too. I feel like they could tour together, honestly. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so a uh, thousand hertz by Shellac. It's a thousand hertz spelled H U R T S, not H E R T Z. I think so. Um, they describe Shellac describes themselves as a minimalist rock okay. trio. Okay. Um, they're formed in Chicago in 1992, um, and Two quarters of the group, and probably at this point, all three of them are uh, recording engineers. Okay. So it's like they record themselves. They know what they sound like. Uh, the guitar player, they all sing at different points, but uh, guitar, Steve Albini. Uh, Wait, Steve Albini's in Shellac, right? Yeah. Fuck, all right. Uh, Bob Weston on bass and Todd Trainer on drums. I mean, Steve Albini, at this point, even at this point of, the, of his career, uh, he's known. Yeah, well, this is in... With Big Black and... This was in two album, or 2000. Okay, okay. So it's like, he's oh, deep yeah. into his career. He, all the people on this are concerned with making this sound as good as it can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but they're all committed to the no overdubs, no this stuff. Uh, so it's like, you just get pure minimalist rock. And Steve Albini is all about recording live. Yep, they're all, they all are. Because the is recorded live, I know that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of how they do their stuff, and it makes the record sound really good. That um, doesn't sound like a live recording, even though they're all playing live. Uh, they've done five albums. They've done At Action Park, Terraform, A Thousand Hertz, Excellent Italian Greyhound, and Dude Incredible. And okay. It's like they release something around every like five years or so. Sure. So they're on kind of like the tool release schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one was released in 2000. Uh, and the note for like the press release for this one is there's no 12 minute songs on this one. Uh, this record is more mean spirited. Okay. Uh, my favorite album by them is called Terraform. Okay. Which everybody hates. 
Oh yeah. In their discography, everyone hates Terraform. Is that gonna come with an underrated movie? It might. Like that was the one that inspired me to write that as a as a theme. Yeah. Um but this is my second favorite of theirs. Okay. Right. Uh, revealing my ranking early on. Yeah, yeah. But um <laughs> You're like, well fuck, I fucked that up for but me. Terraform opens with a twelve minute long song that just rides three notes. Oh shit. On the bass, and it's got really cool drums, and like it just changes slightly. But everyone hates that song and it's my favorite shellac song. Oh yeah. Um it's also got really cool riffs on it, but yeah, this album is, it's sad, it's mean, it's... Is it riffage? There's major riffage on okay. this one. Like, it also fits into your description of what Meat and Potatoes is. Like, you were saying uh, what yours was, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, okay. he's gonna he's gonna like this quite a bit. So, uh, once again, pause the podcast. We'll give you about ten seconds or so. Um, listen to this album if you'd like to, if you just want to hear what our opinions are. Come back on that, and we'll see, we'll see you soon. So that was A Thousand Hertz by Shellac. Wow, okay. So uh, I have a few things to say about this record. Um, so uh, it is a not wrong way to say meat and potatoes, uh-huh. But it's definitely way more experimental than what I was expecting. <laughs> um, this song has no, this record has no single whatsoever. No, but it definitely has a favorite song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think Shellac is really searching for a single. No, then no, not at all. Uh, one of the things I didn't notice about this record, you mentioned they're all sorts of sound engineers. The bass in this record sounded fantastic. I think, I think everything sounded fantastic. Yeah, it the sound, bass, all sounds great. The bass stands out the most right off the bat uh-huh. in every song but it's like the drums hit really hard oh yeah yeah uh the guitar for as like screechy and abrasive as it is uh-huh. like it sounds like yeah. steve albini is playing that guitar in my face yeah i wanted to say it's experimental but they didn't have to do bleeps and bloops or any sort of uh, sound no. manipulation it's experimental just the way it is yeah with uh traditional instruments and i yeah. thought that was really i don't hear that a lot you know who's extremely like who like soundscapes no this is just weird sound structures weird songs in general. the songs are just weirdly structured but they're all very minimalistic oh yeah we're kind of like the meat and potatoes yeah that's funny like i never thought about this one but it's minimalistic in the way that they just need those three dudes. <laughs> yep. Those three dudes playing a couple of chords, but it's like they're playing them in every way yeah. possible. Yeah, it was a interesting record. Good. Sure. Um, Shalak, um, so uh, I like the sort of thing at the beginning, the, uh, doing the uh, listing, like basically like you're listening to it to really realize that. Yeah, it's a, it's like a calibration mm-hmm. thing. It's a, where, cool, it's a cool gimmick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's more the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. thing. They're just... Uh, they're really into analog recording, and it's like we're gonna. This is like our love letter to analog recording. So, um, the first song is violent. <laughs> um, it it's. It, I told you it was mean spirited. But this is the only song I sort of get mean spirited from, which I thought was. Kind oh really? Of, yeah, because because we'll talk later. Yeah, yeah. But. So this song is violent. Great bass sound. Like, yeah, that's the song that I think if I had to pick out the star of this record, it's the bass. Oh, because yeah. it's always driving, always there, and it's always good. Um, uh, and I remember put uh, Mean Spirited uh, yeah because it says kill him over and over again and yeah. I think there's songs about killing a woman too maybe a couple that cheated on I don't know that's why I sort of got the, the yeah memory. this one it kind of seems that way it's you've got uh, 
guy praying to God that he will kill people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, people who have slighted him in some way. It's yeah. a man and a woman. It could be... I mean, it's left ambiguous, but it yeah. could be... Uh, people who cheated on him. It could be people who betrayed him in some way. And this is the first song that I realized that also the there's not much melody to be found in this record. No, it's pretty atonal. Yeah, pretty atonal. And it's a lot of Steve Albini just talking shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shit talking. Um, uh, I liked, um, I mean, the whole thing, it, it's called Prayer to God yeah. is this song. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it opens with him talking to God, but I just love... Like, it seals that it is a prayer. Just he ends it with just amen. And it's like, that's where it ends. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like this whole just super violent. There's a part in it where he's just screaming, yeah. fucking kill him. Yeah. And then it's like, amen. Amen. And the like, song's over. And you're, you're like, like, perfect. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so the next song we get into is called Squirrel Song. Squirrel Song, which has probably my favorite opening line from Shellac. Is that? It's, uh, it opens with this like, did it. This is a sad fucking song. Oh, yeah. We'll be lucky if I don't bust out crying. This song <laughs> but is then also straight like, up about a squirrel. It, thousands of them. Yeah, thousands. Powering appliances, that sort of thing. Yeah, but also there is no uh, no minced words here. He ends it with, this isn't some kind of metaphor. God damn it, this is real. Yeah. He's talking about squirrels <laughs> in a song called Squirrel Song. This Riffage Woods, I mean, this from here out, there are pockets of hilarity in this record. This album is like, it's darkly funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, a lot of it's like really sarcastic. It gets hard to take any of what he's saying super seriously <laughs> like there's it's similar to kind of like japan droids like there's a few times where it's like he says some concerning things but they're it's steeped in so much sarcasm that yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah you know he's playing a he's either playing a character or he's saying it facetiously in some way oh yeah 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 um yeah squirrel song is a it's a weird song. <laughs> I mean, they, again, they again, were squirrels. Yeah. Real squirrels. Yeah, fucking, they're real. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Not a metaphor. I'm talking about songs. This is a song about fucking squirrels. Thousands of them. Yeah, I love that. I think half the songs on this album are like a uh, squirrel song, shoe song, watch song. Like, it's just like, what's the song about? Uh, this. <laughs> so, uh, the next one we get is Mama Gina. Mama Gina. And this is like the first long intro. I think the whole record. Like, it's so yeah. Uh, which I like this one because you kind of got this guitar thing, this weird like little jangly guitar. This bit. is the weirdest song I think that one, and the weird song of actual I'm gonna put in quotes song structure. Yeah. Because um, because uh, it starts up after this long intro, but halfway through, all the instruments stop except for the bass. Yep. And it's just going, just going, just yeah. going. And he finishes the song that way, right? And I was like, and then it comes back together at the end. Obviously, rocks again, but yeah, because they kick part, on with like a little like yeah. fuzz bit jammy thing. Yeah, that I mean, but up until the bass starts doing its thing and he the lyrics come in, yeah. the bass is just changing yeah. constantly. Mm -hmm. This guitar's doing this weird little jangly thing, and the bass is just constantly changing until it settles on that little two note mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, um, and it's, it's that's that to me that's the weirdest song, probably my favorite song on the record. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the bass on this, like that little two note thing, builds a lot of tension. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then this song, similar to, you notice a theme throughout the album of like the lyrics have a lot of repetition. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, the song has the like cried and cried Dance. and cried and cried yeah. and cried and cried. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the opening track is the kill him, fucking kill him, and it like that goes on for like I mean, a minute. So, uh, Gina is actually Steve Albini's real mom's first name. Oh, really? Yeah, and so I'm thinking it's about the death of his mom and the way his because like, Vincent's his girlfriend crying at his mom's death, that sort of thing. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird way to put it in a song, but it's it works to me. Yeah, uh, but. So the bass builds up tension, doing that two-note thing. Mm-hmm. But then it also, like, almost... It, like, relaxes me or almost puts me into, like, a, uh, some sort of, like, trance or something that the fuzz guitar scares me <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Like, because it just kicks in yeah. randomly with almost, like... Not, I'm sure it's not random, but just no warning yeah. that that's what's going to happen yeah. and every single time. I'm just like... Ugh. So I want to mention something about songs only in to scare you. Uh-huh. Uh, the chemistry of Common Life, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. That first track, um, I don't know if you've heard it, Mm-mm. but it comes in and it scares the living shit out of me the first time. I, heard it. I was like, I had my iPod in my ears, laying in the bed. I was like, oh fuck! Like, like yeah. Like, there's a Mr. Bungle song that yeah. scares me, and there's another band. Uh, it's uh, JG Thorowell. Okay, he's a composer. He has a project called Manorexia, and there's a song that scares me where it's like it slowly fades out and it's like these little bongos. And then it just kicks in with like screechy violin, and you're like, ah! <laughs> which gets us to QRJ. QRJ, which it has lyrics online, but it's basically yeah, instrumental. It's, Q- it's just, just QRG. It's just bookended with radio noise. Yeah, it's, of, it, it's it does try though. It's noisy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's noisy, and um, I love the like interlocking riff on oh, this yeah, one. Yeah. And again, again, not no studio studio wizardry here. Just good, just good experimental. Like live, you know, like yeah, it, yeah, and that's why I really like. If I had to say something I most appreciate about this record, is the pure weirdness. But no, like, they didn't. It was all done live. Like they didn't have to change it at all. They just mixed it. <laughs> like you know yeah, I mean? exactly. Like it's all it's all played live together with each other. Uh-huh. They're. I feel like a lot of chemistry between oh, yeah. everybody. Like there's just this. Oh yeah, I didn't think there was any sort of a. Uh, one of the things I put is that everyone's. All in. Um, yeah, there's a lot. It, I feel the trust between oh, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, the where trust. Like, yeah, that's the best way to put it, trust. Because yeah. there's a lot of, like, Steve Albini just playing some weird guitar thing over this, like, bass riff, and you're like, uh, sure. Yeah. But it's like everyone kind of, like, trusts him to do his thing, and, like, they'll mm-hmm. eventually end up in the right spot. And uh, after QRJ, we get the Ghosts. Ghosts, which I think opens with a really big riff. Yeah. And then gets to this, like... Driving roofage is what put... <laughs> yeah, it's like a fake slide guitar. Like, it sounds like he's playing with a slide, but I'm pretty sure there's no slide. Um, Did you read about this song, what it means? Uh, Yeah, I think Genius had put something up about... Yeah, ghosts... Of, it's, it's about a lonely girl who turns people into ghosts? Yeah. Or, and who can, like, kind of, like, resuscitate ghosts. Yeah. Just, like, anyone can turn into a ghost. But I just love... Throughout, like the riffs are constantly changing. Oh, yeah, as far as like on the lyric side of this, this is my second favorite song. Really, Ghosts. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I they just kind of start like naming things at the end that she turned into ghosts, like mm-hmm. President Sacagawea. Oh yeah, and then some stuff you can't even really hear. Yeah, uh, Mary Curie, <laughs> and then my favorite one is like ballerinas. She's crazy about ballerinas. <laughs> like of all the things you mentioned, that's, that's the one you need to like justify. Yeah, yeah. And you're like. Wah. Okay, all right, yeah. 
Um, so that that that's that's ghosts. Yeah, man. gotta gotta explain why ballerinas, but not Sacagawea or anything. The, I like thought that. the song that was the most uh, experimental mm. is songs about itself, against itself, against itself, and then I put the songs about themselves because it's a song about yeah. Them. Like um, uh, I know I've mentioned previously, I hate when bands mention in songs that the song, song is a song. That's on one hand. On the other hand, I love that this song is postmodern enough to review the song within the song, <laughs> where they've somehow managed to circumvent my yeah. weird specific complaint yeah. by complaining about the song that is currently happening. Uh, it's also thought that the, the instrumentation is very raw and basic, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like, again, just three jamming like, yeah, yeah well you get this like little intro thing mm-hmm. and then the riffs just like interlock after that yeah you're like yeah. oh cool yeah 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 you get the intro like, a lot of things like an intro where, where steve will just say something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, you get and the... this one i wrote like i i think this song has my favorite second favorite bass sound okay like on this one i was like oh that bass sound like, i wrote i was just like yes yeah i love this seriously, one like, like if you have bass you'll love this record honestly. yeah i love the bass riff on this song um, and then you get kind of like near the end, and this is where that trust comes in. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the guitar fights against the bass. Like they're not, almost like they're not playing the same song or playing okay. the same notes. Like they're, there's something going on and it's like experimental, but in a way that kind of works. Like it's like interlocking in different ways. Yeah, it keeps it, keeps, it, keeps it interesting that way. Yeah, sure. and you get that like song against itself vibe from it because you got multiple instruments playing against each other. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And then we get Canaveral. Canaveral. Now, this song, um, it makes sense because uh, the, the last line brings it all together. Right. They're talking shit about JFK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but the whole premise of the song is about somebody putting a homewrecker in a spaceship, sending them into space so they burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the mean spirit part, but it's kind of a funny song. Uh, I mean, if you guys don't know, Cape Canaveral used to be called, uh, I think, Kennedy Space Center? Maybe. It yeah. might still be the Kennedy Space Center oh, at Cape Canaveral. That makes sense. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. The the last line talks about, in Oswald's, Oswald's on our coin. Talking about Cole on our coin. Harvey Oswald. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize for the longest time that it was about... John F. Kennedy. Yeah, and that, that tied it together for me. I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and, you know, for some reason, when I think about Lee Harvey Oswald, I think about Jack Ruby, and Jack Ruby had a a dog named um, Sheba, and my grandfather has a weird dog named Sheba, and he has a big fan of Name Moving on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I like the... It rocks. This song rocks. It's a rock yeah. song. I like the John F. Kennedy part of it, just like... Not only is he going to send them to space so he burns up in the atmosphere, but then he's going to start a country where they just celebrate <laughs> oh, oh, Lee yeah, Harvey Oswald. On, on anything. An island, archipelago, an inlet, a fjord. He, doesn't, <laughs> yeah. he does not care. He's going to start a country so he can just mis- celebrate yeah. this guy. Yeah, and all the and any sort of landmass that's surrounded by water you can think of, he talks about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wants to say. They did their Wikipedia research. Yeah. Uh, uh, then we get to it's my least favorite song on the album. It's a silly song, but it's funny. Yeah, it's uh, the new number order. Yeah, it's sort of making fun of the new order. Sort of just saying like, this is the new order. There you'll count in. 
yeah. two, six million. I even wrote down Schfifty yeah. That song. Yeah. <laughs> Reference Schfifty Five way too much. But I just love how like lazy he's singing it. Like it's something so important mm-hmm. that they're just like, whatever. It's like he loses interest three numbers in. Yeah, where he's, he's like, like one whatever. billion and eight six yeah. something. We're yeah. gonna repeat eleven it's, twice. It's like someone who was high. He's like, we're gonna create a new way to do it. And I'll, well, fuck, I'll do it now. Uh, four. Seventy five hundred two, like, like that's yeah, how I felt. Just it. immediately loses steam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, the best idea, yeah. and then immediately the worst <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's a silly song. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the music very much, yeah. but I, the lyrics are funny. Yeah, yeah. But then it leads into the best song, shoe song. I love shoe song. I'm changing my mind. That is my favorite song. Okay, because <laughs> um, it does that. Um, it's a love song. It is, and then it's a song about me. Who's now love? <laughs> yeah. I uh, love the like repetitive uh-huh. guitar thing, yeah. And the bass comes in being equally repetitive, yeah. It just kind of riding this single note, but it's like riding that note for a really long time makes when the changes happen just so much more impactful, right? And like I love it. I love just how everything. Did you read about what this song's about? A little bit. So I'm a genius, I've been on the whole time, uh-huh. and genius says like the bass says that. It's about when he was with this this girl, and he knew that things were about to get, you know, happen when he had the shoe hit the ground. Basically, like they're about to have sex, I guess. Uh huh. And, the, and they're, they're about to start celebrating. Yeah, celebrating. Celebration rock. Yeah, they're about to get that uh, sexual red going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that that's what the song's about. But it's I I do like the lyrics quite a bit. There's not a whole lot of them. Yeah. But I do like how it changes. How you sort of get the idea of what's going on. Yeah, it like it's, I, almost, it's almost kind of sad. I noticed that it's like he knows something's gonna happen because the shoe hits the floor. Yeah, but then he starts to almost like worry about it and critique whoever he's about to have sex with. And maybe he, the other shoe drops at the end of the song. Maybe because it's like he does that thing about like he's worried about whether she gets the jokes that he gets, but yeah. then also whether she enjoys them the same way. Yeah, where it's just like, dude, stop worrying about it enjoy yourself yeah it's a person you enjoy but it's like you're starting to just pick her apart it's like one of those like oh you like comic books name all of them yeah yeah or any dude who's like oh you like this band let's talk about all the records lady like like like, um i know so many people that talk to a girl and they're like oh look at her shirt she likes this band and then he'll go try to talk to her, and then he just ends up quizzing her. He's like, she's full. She's just like that. Then I'm like, oh, dude. It's dude. like, that's not, 20 questions is not a conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this song also, are you familiar with the band Slint? They sound familiar. I'll, they'll show up at some point, I'm okay. sure. <laughs> okay. But uh, this song references a Slint song mm. called Good Morning Captain, with okay. the part where he just screams, I miss you. Oh, yeah. That happens at the end of the last track on Spiderland by Slint, where okay. the lead singer screams, I miss you. I've heard you mention Spiderland before. It's sure. a really good album. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it in at some point. Okay. Um, but You'll apparently... you to fix what to make more of his yeah. Themes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best way to no, do no, it. But I'm really... Uh, really appreciate that you were able to fit me materials with this record yeah because uh it definitely is basic and raw like that which is what the, i guess both these song records have in common is that we don't need all this fucking studio wizardry we yeah. have all the instruments right here don't overproduce anything yeah, yeah. like you can do cool interesting stuff without digitally manipulating yeah, yeah. it or doing stuff like this but uh back to slint 
I guess during the recording of that part where he's screaming, I miss you, uh-huh. he yelled it so hard that he made himself puke. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and it, Steve Albini uh, produced their first album. Okay. And like he really likes Spiderland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like, oh Jesus. <laughs> We're good. Knocked over a water bottle. Um, so he just really likes, uh, he really likes that album. Yeah. As do I. But I also, Steve Albini, I think, is the king of, like, playing harmonics. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, you like, hear a little bit of that That fuzzy harmonic yeah, yeah, stuff behind the, the driving riffage, basically. It's so cool. Um, he does another song called Kerosene with Big Black. Mm. That is probably Big Black's best song. Yeah. And it's all just based on this uh, harmonics riff. All right. And then we get to the final Last song. Last song. Watch, Watch song. song. Uh, also a funny song. I love this. Yeah, one. it's it's a uh, it's. By the way, this one not rock like like you're like yeah. you can definitely do a little nod to, <laughs> yeah. nod to this. I saw you getting that like stanky face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, oh yeah, stanky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the lyrics in this because it's like they're like super machismo, mm-hmm. like toxic yeah. masculinity kind of thing where it's it, like I'm slightly inconvenienced. I want to beat the shit out of you. And facetious. She can tell he's full of shit when he's oh, saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's definitely not being serious about it, because the whole thing is, like, my watch doesn't work the way I want it to, yeah. so we're going to have a fight. Yeah, I can tell you want to fight me, and that's what you're going to fucking get. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> your life is also kind of inconvenient sometimes, yeah. and it's like, I don't know, you see this stuff come out, I've been in the bar scene before, it's just like watching <laughs> dudes get into it with each other over the tiniest shit. Yeah, they, like... Like, Probably because you know, their lives are kind of inconvenient well, sometimes. And some people, you know, you, everyone is that person that you don't want to hang out with because mm-hmm. they kind of want to fight someone that night. Yeah. You're like, like, I don't want to get into this. With them. Just, don't, don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so uh, this movie, it rocks. This song does definitely rock. It has a false end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's then came back. I was like, oh, I guess we're out of time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, this one's another one of the, like, constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like if you listen... It sounds like they're doing the same thing over and over again, but it's like, if you're listening to it, it's like, oh, well, that's a little different than yeah. what he was doing before. Like, he's playing the same kind of chords, but he's playing them in a different way. I and f- that's what I really like about Shellac. I feel like I could show this record to people that is because it's really interesting record. It's really mm-hmm. different. Um, and uh, it's experimental. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say out there right there. It's experimental, but it's cool. It's, it's it, it seems like that you know, some bands, they act like they get real hard at making a record, but they, they felt like this was like they went to the record just having fun. Just yeah. doing whatever the fuck they wanted. And that's know? that's kind of how a lot of the dudes in this band do. Yeah. It's like, a lot of people will like look at their lyrics and things like that and be like, oh, they're being purposefully combative. And it's like, no, they're writing lyrics. Sure, they're fucked up. A yeah. lot of them are really fucked up, but it's about things that... They're interesting, and they kind of want to, like, explore the headspace a little bit, uh-huh. uh, especially with, like, Big Black and stuff like that. Um, but you you get really interesting perspectives in the lyrics that I feel like you just don't get. Sure. Yeah, yeah. you don't hear songs about this shit at no. all. No. <laughs> um, not at all. And uh, that's what's so interesting about it. I really feel like that for anyone who's not into this side of the music, because, you know, and I hate saying that because it's so broad, right? Right. But um, I feel like if... Someone wants to get an idea. This is probably about as weird as it gets on that side. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
and Shellac, I've definitely heard of Shellac. You know, they've been around forever. And Steve Albini, he's just such an interesting person in real life. Yeah, if you ever want to, like, explore, uh, like, a producer or record engineer, like, yeah. this guy's philosophy on music I, is I, I, so interesting. Like, think about the, it's weird thing about Steve Albini. So, Fugazi's on the Kill Taker, my favorite record by them, uh-huh. they did two versions of it. One was Steve, Al- was Steve Albini, and they fucking loved, have, had the best time recording that. And then one, the one they released, which is different, and they had that horrible time recording it. But hmm. the problem is that when they listen to the uh, first, the one that they did with Steve Albini, that uh, version, everyone, including Steve Albini, thought it sounded like dog shit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, he's like, yeah, I can't release this. And we're like, we agree. And so they had a hard time releasing the second version, which it's great. I just kind of wish that that Steve Albini version would surface somewhere so I could just hear it right you know similar to like uh, Nirvana's In Utero yeah is they did a version with Steve Albini and mm-hmm. it, some of that stuff has surfaced yeah um cause they wanted it to sound more like raw and live yeah. and do stuff like that and it sounds great but yeah. the uh record executives were like this sounds too raw yeah I mean like, I feel like the Milk It would have been a good version like uh-huh. the Steve Albini version but I do know that uh when they did In Utero which People call it punk classic, which I kind of... Hmm. I don't think it's punk. No. It's my favorite Nirvana, but I wouldn't call it a punk classic. It's definitely Nirvana about to, on the precipice of releasing something artistic and great. Right. Um, and Nirvana's great in its own right, and you know, and you know it has its moments, but I feel, like, I feel like they were going towards something that would have really broken the barriers of... It would have divided fans, basically. Right. And, you know, we, all we can do is speculate. But, yeah, I mean, we we're like Nirvana to some extent. Like, you're like... I, I would believe that maybe half the records on that shelf wouldn't be there without Nirvana. Oh, for sure. You know? Uh, so you said this was your second favorite shellac? Second favorite. Mm-hmm. I like Terraform, but it seems like shellac fans don't really like Terraform. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't like the opening song, which is like 12 minutes long, which I get, but it's interesting. They do a lot of repetitive stuff, sure. and it's like, well, let's expand that out as much as we can. Okay. Um, and it that one has solid, solid riffage. Oh, yeah? Uh, okay. Like, my favorite shellac song is called Copper. It's on that album. Okay. And it's really good. Um, but, yeah, second favorite. It's it's great. Check yeah, out... Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about this uh, this record for sure. Yeah, check out shellac if you got a chance. Uh, but now I think the time... To draw from the hat. We right? draw from the hat. But so we're since, gonna... since I chose the first one, you get to draw from the hat now. Cool. So, I think what we're going to do is we're going to draw from the hat at the end of each episode. Yeah. Decide what we're going to do and give us a little time to think about it. Yeah. Uh, other people, if you hear what we have drawn and want to say what you think yeah. your album would be that would match up with this thing. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Um, so, oh man, this is such a crinkly hat. Well, I did it for the, the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Kitchen sink. Kitchen sink. So uh, we're going to leave what we think about that. Um, Till next episode. Till next episode. Yeah. Uh, what do you got going on? Oh, yeah. Okay. So first, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, I'm going to repeat again. You can email us at recordnightpod at gmail.com. We're also on facebook.com uh, slash recordnight. I still can't believe we got that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh but we didn't get that on Instagram, which we are Record Night Pod. Yeah, you can definitely message us there too, and we'll definitely answer up right away because uh, I check that show all the time. We got nothing going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although you have uh, other things going. Yeah, on. Yeah, I do have another podcast called Music Don't Suck and Some Do. Um, 
Again, it's movies that don't suck and some that do. Uh, we do an episode a week. We're about to reach episode 100. But by the time this comes out, it will maybe have come out by then. I will say, this will probably come out around the same time. Yeah, that episode 100. And episode 100 is just we do the top 10 of 2019. Plus all mentions in uh, five. Yeah, all that shit. Um, but yeah, it's movies that don't suck and something to do. You can find us at movies that don't suck.net and uh, Facebook.com you know, Facebook, uh, slash podcast. And we're everywhere you find podcasts, just like Greg and I, where we're you know, found everywhere. Same places. Yeah, same places. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher. And you do another one too. I've got another podcast, uh, part of the Cool Bandana Guys thing. Uh, we're on YouTube. I th- we might be making it to Spotify soon. Uh, we're about to record our Game of the Year podcast this week, uh, so you can find out what we played, what we liked. Uh, I've got an album coming out sometime in January, yeah. or at least a, uh, in the an band's EP. Smell? Smell with a question mark. Yeah, yeah. Smell? <laughs> the album's going to be called uh, Ufonaut. Ufonaut? Okay. Like Ufonaut. Yeah, and it's instrumental. Instrumental. It's a duo. A duo, okay. Um, I figured if I'm gonna sit here and complain about music all the time I better, yeah, you better, you better nut up it. or nut up or shut up and <laughs> show that I can actually make some music too um and that'll be free on it yeah it's gotta be free right yeah why wouldn't it be I just want people to hear the music I'm not looking to make money off of it yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's been the meat and potatoes episode of yeah, yeah so uh, the, uh if you got like again if you have any ideas for themes or if you want to talk about your meat and potatoes record or your kitchen sink record we'll be glad to hear it in the comments uh, let so, us know yeah let us know I'm Chris I'm Ryan and I was Rick and I see you next time